0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, Ashy Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from HouseWorks. You can uh, join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at org. We've got a couple of those emails to get to this morning. How are you guys doing? Pam, Jeff? Well,
1: pretty good.
0: Yeah. Okay. Jeff, you with us? All right. Pam, uh <laughs> it's, it's, I guess we'll get around to that. Yeah. So so what have you been working on, Pam? Is, is business still going good? Are you guys still inspecting homes?
1: We Stop are working. working. We've been uh very busy actually. Um it's been very it's surprising to me, but we have been busy and I was looking for something. I was gonna send it to Jeff. Yeah. Um, The value of a home inspection, we did an inspection yesterday uh, on a house that was uh, listed over Uh $600,000. And um, when I opened up the kitchen cabinet, the island, and looked underneath there, it looked like it had been plumbed with something that had been bought at Walmart. Really? It it was horrendous. And I was going to send Jeff a a picture of that this morning so he could take a look at it um but yeah getting an inspection don't don't um yeah, bypass you, that very important part
0: you're right um, you can really pretty a house up to the point where uh someone might not even look you know just assume that a house is in really good condition by the way it looks on the outside i guess getting into those cabinets uh that was a big deal um
1: opened every single cabinet, and since you said that, Jason, I was going to say I opened up the cabinet over the range hood,
0: uh-huh.
1: um, which had this enormous uh, range hood, and there were two holes in the top of the cabinet.
0: Oh, Ouch. <laughs> And
1: one was wide open, and all the insulation had fallen down into the cabinet. Um, so, for yeah, a home that cost, open all those cabinets.
0: <laughs> for a home that cost over half a million dollars. We shouldn't have that kind of issue, right? You
1: should not. It well, was, speaking of the and, guy know, that knows that stuff, hang
0: on. Just, uh, I think we got Jeff back in the conversation also, Pam.
2: Yes, I moved from a different area, so maybe the connection's a little better. But you, you, you know what, Pam? I, I can't stress enough. Just because the house is new does not mean that you do not need a home inspection. Um. I would rather if I could only have one home inspection, I want to do it on a new one and not an old one. Does does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um okay, so Pam so so were you able to uh did you learn anything from that inspection outside of don't use cheap plumbing on a really nice house? <laughs>
1: Well, another thing they had done, and Jeff, you you would find this funny too, um, up in the attic there was a tankless water heater, and they had thrown one of those, um, you know, flat metal pans that you would normally uh, use for a tank yeah. water heater. Yes. So they were following the letter of the law, but you, there was uh, no drain on the pan.
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, that's, um, that's
0: what it said in the book. <laughs>
2: exactly. Right. Well, hey, that, that just goes to show you the, the price of the home does not dictate if you need a home inspection or not.
0: That's true. That's true. Well, uh, Jeff, what are you working on?
2: Well, um, a lot of exciting things, actually. Um, of course, you know, we're doing our, our new our new construction. Uh, but we also, and I've talked about this before, we are um, within weeks of starting a antebellum home in Raymond, Mississippi. And this project is somewhere, the budget on this project is somewhere between three hundred and $400,000 remodel. Wow. Uh, wow. The house, yeah, the house was built in 18... I think somewhere 1801, 1803, somewhere in that, in that
0: neighborhood. Oh my gosh. And, um, no, it, it was it 18 or
2: 19. Right, 19. No, I'm sorry. It was 1903. Okay. I'm yeah. Sorry. That's, that's,
0: that's only a hundred yeah. years. Yeah. yeah. Just, just.
2: No, I'm, I'm not working on a, a tent here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yes, we are, we're, I'm very excited about this project, um, we're gonna put an elevator in it there's a lot of special things that we're doing to it and it uh it's right downtown uh, Raymond Mississippi
0: well when I think Annabellum I think elevator so um, <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pam, uh, I wanted to give you a moment just to just to help out a little bit. I was thinking about all the projects that we're doing during this whole COVID nineteen thing. Everybody has picked up different projects around the home. I've been reading all kinds of articles about it. It's been it's been kind of funny here and there too. Um, have what was your latest, Pam? Because I know you do this stuff. What was your latest COVID project uh, during this time? What what have you tackled? Uh, that, that well, you've been waiting on.
1: Thanks so much for asking. I had a series of things that were really quite funny, and Jeff, you're gonna laugh about this. I, um, you know, my toilet went out, so I bonded
3: right.
1: the tank <laughs> and yeah. lived on borrowed time. I had a bucket underneath the bolt, and I would turn the water off every night, and then I'd get up in the morning and flush it. And then I turned the water on and let it fill up. So it was just a That's a lot of effort
0: to go to the restroom. I mean, there's a reason why we went uh, indoor with plumbing. You know.
1: Yeah, it was crazy.
2: Um, I'm still waiting on her to call me for the insurance for the
1: insurance claim. Well, (laughs) I moved past that because my toilet finally came in. I ordered a, um, is it a Toto? I ordered a Toto toilet with a Toto uh, bidet seat
0: nice wow um,
1: i had mentioned on the show before that the c spire was drilling in my front yard so i hired hired my plumber to come and scope my sewer line to make sure that those contractors didn't you know mess up my sewer line and we've had several stories about that (coughs) and funny enough he came on friday afternoon and he scoped the line and i looked at him and i said would you happen to have time to set a toilet for me? <laughs> really? <laughs> so I got myself out of that project. He stayed and he set that toilet and took the old bowl away and got that bidet seat on there, so I've been uh, pretty happy since then.
0: Very good. Remember folks, you're paying for the hour. So
2: I want to I want to mention one thing too, just kudos to the and, and I've got some personal experience in this. To the Seaspire subs that are putting in our fiber, uh, one of my best friends runs a crew for for Seaspire. They really and truly care about what they're doing and are are actually very very careful. I know one or two incidences where they have, you know, hit something that they weren't supposed to, but they are very good at at at, at what they do. Uh, with them being in our yards and being around the public <clears throat> facilities.
0: Right. All right. Uh, you know what, uh, Pam? If you keep on with that, we're going to send you to get a checkup.
1: I know. Yeah, that's it's, right. Uh, I woke up with some sinus stuff. so And yeah. let me finish this. I need to finish the story to say then I went at the uh, store Sunday night, yeah. and I was um, – you know, I had on my mask and my gloves, and I was walking through. And a gentleman came by with a pallet of toilet paper, and I stood in the aisle and cried.
0: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> most valuable man in over, the store.
1: Were no words to exchange. He reached over and grabbed a pack and put it down in my basket.
0: And I yeah. asked him, thank
1: you so much because I haven't been able to find any. That was the first package I've bought in the middle of all this. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs>
0: He never thought that that would ever, you know, I was talking to my wife hey. yesterday. We were riding, and I thought it was the funniest thing. The the most, I never knew in the United States of America, now we know the most precious product we have is toilet paper. That's the first thing we go to.
2: Hey, I've got to hook up on some black market if you need to. Black market. case.
1: <laughs> Good to
0: know. Right. Well, look, I had uh, I had a neat project that I uh, tackled this week, and I got a little help from one of our friends on the show here. Um, I called Andrew from uh, Fondren Small Engine Repair. I've had this uh, generator, right, uh, this, this great generator that I had for years, and all of a sudden, uh, about two years ago, it stopped working. And I'd been fiddling with it and fiddling with it and trying to get something to happen. Anyway, it it wouldn't work. And I thought, well, I'm just going to have to toss it, go out and get another generator. Anyway, well, on the show here, we had Andrew from Fondren Small Engine Repair. And he said, you know, a lot of times the, the thing that's wrong with these small engines is the carburetor. So... I uh I, I sent a a question to Andrew from Finder and Small Engine and and he sent me back basically a picture of the carburetor I needed. Well, I went on uh Amazon like he told me and ordered it. It was $23. Yesterday I I, I put that carburetor into that generator. It only took 5 bolts to change it. You know, I just took those off and put them back on and and the first time I pulled that engine, it cranked up. The first wow. time in two years, yeah. And so, wow. it was, yeah, it was a major level up in DIY for me. You know, that was a big deal. But what could have cost me, you know, seven hundred to a thousand dollars getting a new generator, uh, you know, cut off by a twenty-dollar carburetor. So
1: very yeah. nice. Yeah, congratulations. Thank
0: you. A big win for us. But
2: And, and, and it, it was easy, right?
0: Uh, it, you know what? It was. It was, it was very DIY. Yeah. So you know what? If you've got a project that you worked on during this whole COVID thing, something that you've tackled that you're proud of, send it. Uh, send a picture of it to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll see if we can't put it on our Facebook. But if you've got something that you made, you redid, or if you've got a before and after that you like, send it to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. It's time for you to take our uh, first break of the hour. When we come back, we'll continue our DIY questions. Nothing is too big or too small for the Handyman Hangout. We're here to help. If you've got a question and want to join the show, give us a call. 877-MPB-RING that's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101mpbonline.org we'll be right back You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibes, Ashy Certified Inspector and Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877- MPB ring. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at MPBonline.org. Let's go ahead and start it off with one of those emails. It's a kind of a, a recall back to last week. Uh, last week, Jeff and Pam, I talked about I set a uh, a pole, a uh, you know, a a uh, like a fence pole into the ground. Well I took some advice from a listener on this show one time who called and said, you know, you don't have to use concrete to set these poles every time. Why don't you try pea gravel? So I tried pea gravel on this, on uh, setting a post hole, you know, setting a post. And um, a week later, after I set that thing, it is immovable. It is unbelievable. How strong that is. But someone uh, sent an email in and said, Hey, uh how deep and wide for a hole for a mailbox or a birdhouse when using pea gravel? Um well I just did it as 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 uh deep as I would do any post for a post hole. And if you use a post hole digger, uh even better because it makes a smaller uh footprint. Does that make any sense? Uh, Jeff, Pam, jump in whenever you want. I'm trying to.
2: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. uh, uh if you're going to, you know, do a, a four by four or something. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, 80 inch hole is plenty. Uh, I would go at least a foot, foot and a half. Right. Obviously the deeper, the better. So, you know, you, about, you know, a, a foot and a half I would be very comfortable with that okay you know.
0: well and uh what I did was based on the caller that called us and told us about the pea gravel was I did dig it probably three or four inches a little bit deeper than I thought it needed to be because I knew the guy I had mentioned on the phone fill up the bottom of that hole with pea gravel about three four inches and I did uh which which basically means that 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 piece of wood never actually touches dirt, which is right. the, which is the key to this thing and the 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 post not rotting. So yeah, about a, a foot and a half down, Jeff. You'd say, yeah, at least
2: yeah.
0: yeah. Okay, and about eight inches on the hole and um.
2: Eight inches on a four by four is plenty.
0: Right, and if you don't have a post hole uh, digger. If you're just using a standard uh, uh, shovel, try to make the hole basically the width of the shovel, and you should be okay if it's a standard shovel. So, um, all right. So, you guys still with me? Yeah. All right, so Pam's out for working, doing some real, real work over there. Uh, another one came in, and this one's going to be interesting. This is uh, from a door frame project. And this is big. I have this door leading outside, so it's an outside door. It's uh, by the way, it's a wooden door. Um it appears to have uh, over time shifted with the house and now sits so crooked in the frame that we can barely close it. Uh he did include a picture of this guys and and it it it, it looks like they've tried to put the wrong door in there. It's it's perfectly fine. It's the correct thing. It's just you can tell just how terribly this home has shifted uh when we finally got it closed and locked we could see light coming through around the top and side is there a way we can fix this ourselves or should we leave it to a professional um well it depends on the fix really
2: yeah doors are tricky anyway yeah um they, they really are they're 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 very fickle uh Probably what you have going on is you're going to pull that entire door unit. Uh, if it has moved that much, the framing has moved. Probably yes. So I think I'm pulling the door. I'm going to straighten up my framing, and then I'm going to reset my door. Now I oh. don't like using a level. I like looking at the margin, and what I mean by that is the space between the door and the door frame. Okay. I want that margin to be the same all the way around that door.
0: Right. Okay.
2: So a level is not going to help me in this, in this particular case. Um, I want to visually look at it and I want that margin to be the same.
0: Right. Okay. All right. Uh, that's, that's it. Uh, Pam, did you hear that at all that uh about that door that crooked door
1: yeah you know I'm with Jeff doors are so hard
2: <laughs> they're they're very fickle now I want to add one more thing uh-huh. I'm sorry to interrupt every place you have a hinge location depending on if it's a six eight or an eight hey, wait,
0: oh uh, wait, 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 wait.
2: or four, yeah we have or to four explain hinges.
0: that six eight eight oh Oh, okay.
2: Uh, uh, eight oh door is is eight foot tall, oh, and okay. a six eight is six eight tall. Oh, okay. Typically, typically, if it's a front door, it's going to be three foot wide, mm-hmm. or it could be four foot wide. But my point is, behind every hinge location, make sure that you shim that with with shims. So when you run your screws in there, you you have some meat to get to. Now, if you're experiencing some foundation movement, which we do in central Mississippi, there's nothing wrong with running one long screw in either the top or the bottom hinge to get back to that packer, which is the first two-by-four that you're going to come to past your shim.
0: Right.
1: I've done that before. I've just gotten the longer screws to kind of try to
0: pull
1: in and then you know doors that's a good point doors that like close on their own or mm-hmm. you know, it's usually comes down to a hinge just needs to be tightened up or
0: okay
1: up I, or saw the, uh, but I,
0: I did see the picture on this one guys and and it's beyond a hinge um but, Problem, but sure. yeah, yeah, it does. It definitely looks like a foundation issue, but, but there was a couple of fixes that you guys have mentioned that will absolutely work. Pulling that door is, you know, was, was, is the right thing. But the, the guy ends the email was saying, is there a way we can fix this ourselves or should we leave it to a pro that's going to be based on how comfortable you are with getting that door out of there? And, and yeah. For me, in the past, getting a door out of a frame is how comfortable you are with a sawzall. So. Well,
2: and and then there's one other thing to think about, too, Jason. You're taking the door off the front of your house. Uh, you're taking the door off your house, but front or back. Um, that project has to be done today.
0: Right. <laughs> That's a good point. You know,
2: you know, and, and look, it, good neighborhood, bad neighborhood, I don't care. But you could have critters coming in.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. You could
2: have things coming in your house you don't want coming in. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so we 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 need to think about that. Mm-hmm. And um, if the door is not quite as bad as this particular door, uh-huh. take that long screw and either shim by sucking the hinge back into the frame, mm-hmm. right. or putting some washers on the to kick it out depending on what the margin is telling you
0: right okay and uh and if you don't know what he's talking about when he's talking uh shims uh is is putting a, a small piece of material behind it in order to change the uh change uh, basically the position of the thing that you're putting into. So, like, if it's a, if it's at a lower depth, you can put a shim in, which is another piece of material that will make it equal up. All right. Um, Jason,
1: there's something, too, that Jeff said that I think is good. What's that? Sometimes what I do is I will just ponder a project. I'm going to look at it and think about it and yeah, research it. Not and a bad I've found that if I rush into something, I'm just going to mess it up more.
0: So that's completely opposite of how I do things, but yeah, that's cool.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: I'm like somebody but, give me a hammer. Let's go. Uh, you
2: know, but but now Jason, let's let's let let's be honest here. Uh huh. You're 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 pretty handy. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> after I've broken it three times, yeah. All okay.
2: Right, fine. Let's, let's go uh, to. I a, will you know, I will give you a little tip though. Yeah. If You've got a door that won't stay open, mm-hmm. you know, like an interior bedroom or closet door or something. Right. I'll moving on you. Um, pull, pull one of the pins and just hit it with a hammer, bend it just a little bit. It doesn't take much uh-huh. and then put that, put that pin back in there and, um, it, it will, it gives it enough pressure on that hinge where it won't, where it will stay wherever you want it.
0: Wow. That's a great tip. Thanks, Jeff. All right, let's go real quick to the phone. Daryl's on the line waiting. Um, Daryl's calling from Jackson right now. He's got uh, some water coming from under the house as we speak. Am I correct? That's correct. All right, what's going on, Daryl?
4: Okay, I've been wanting to say this for a long time. Happy anniversary, 50th anniversary. Oh, thank you, sir. Every time I call, I forget. But I have the water coming from under the house. I don't know how it's coming from under there. I don't know if it's foundation problems or what. But when we purchased this home, it's a 1962. It was built in 1962. Mm-hmm. But after the inspection and everything, I'm talking about we started having so many problems with this home. The roof in under the, the uh, sink, water coming from the utility room, from under the uh, mm-hmm. master bedroom in one of the guest rooms. I don't know. Just whatever you could tell me, please tell me. Maybe if we could fix this.
0: What, um, the home, is it a conventional foundation or is it on concrete?
2: It's on concrete.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, Jeff and Pam?
2: So this is a slab?
0: That's what he said. The
2: the house is is slab on grade?
0: It's slab.
2: And you have water coming out from underneath the slab? Underneath the floors, under under the slabs. Oh, on the inside.
0: On the inside or the outside it of the house? On hall? the
4: inside. I'm sorry. It's coming from the outside, if I'm not mistaken, because it only happens when it get a bad rain. Oh. Okay.
2: Okay. So we're not. So we're not talking a plumbing leak. We're talking a drainage issue. I don't think it's a drainage issue because it's only when it rains. Right. Well, yeah. When it rains, yeah, it's it's a drainage <laughs> issue. Now, here here's a couple things I want you to do. I want you to go to your water meter and I want you to turn your water off. Um, See if that solves a problem. Doesn't sound like it's going to. Then I want you to take a 10 foot two by four. Nail a two by six block on the end of it. Take that around your house with a level on top of it and see what kind of grade you have around your house. So, in away. other words,
0: does I the want water to fall away
2: away from your house?
4: Yeah. Does that, I make, tried doing does that make that, make and, I, and I did. I dug some trenches.
0: Oh, you did. You dug some trenches around the home.
4: Well, it's, it's around where we had a uh, swimming pool and a deck. The pool is not there anymore, but the deck is there. I'm saying I'm tearing the part of the deck down that I think is really coming from.
0: Oh, Um, well, what Jeff is saying is that he doesn't think that's coming from your plumbing as much as it's coming off your roof.
2: Oh, okay. I got you.
0: Yeah, it it
2: sounds to me like you have positive drainage back to the house instead of positive drainage away from the house. Away
4: from the house.
2: Correct.
0: Right, which is why it happens when it rains.
4: Yeah, only when it only when we have like a torrential amount of rain.
2: I understand. Well, it's a it's an easy fix. Um, it's going to take some grading. Um, I think I would call a a landscaper, have him come over and say, "Hey, I. What do you think about the drainage around my house? They're they're okay, very good I at looking you. at that. Yeah, I got
4: you.
0: Yeah, and I, I have a feeling that will be uh, less of a financial burden than would be plumbing. So Okay,
4: okay. Yeah.
1: Well, let me ask, can I ask, Daryl, can I ask you a question? Daryl, you can ask me anything. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> you got any gutters on that house? Yes, I do. Okay. Are they cleaned out?
4: Or working? Oh, I keep them clean.
1: Okay, so that's not – you're not getting any water, like, right at the foundation
0: then? No. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, that would be call your uh, landscape person and see if they can help you figure out a way to move the water away from your home. I think that's going to be the answer to your question. (laughs) All right. uh, Thanks a lot. We appreciate it. Daryl. I'm about to sell a
4: home as soon as I get it fixed up because I don't want to just sell it messed up. And I'm going to need a good inspector. I'm I think I one know one. <laughs> I know one. I know. That's why I said that. <laughs> it's
0: pretty easy to find. Believe it or not.
4: Okay. Okay. I'll be getting back in touch with you guys.
0: Thank you very much.
4: Thank you and happy anniversary. Bye-bye. Thanks,
0: Daryl. We appreciate it. That's fantastic. All right, let's. Uh, are we going to keep on moving? Yeah, let's let go talk to John in Mobile about a jib board. What's what's going on, John? Yes,
5: sure. sir now, my porch right now, enjoying an foot shower here in Mobile.
0: Uh-huh.
5: A blessing and a curse. We'll talk about that curse in a second.
0: All right. <laughs> this,
5: this is my problem. I've got a board wall, interior wall. It busts up against the exterior wall. And in a, in a localized area, I'm talking about just one foot square around waist height, where the two walls come together, the wall has some slight indentations. It's as though you've taken a mallet and hit the wall. Not busting all the way through, but just enough to make some indentations there. One, two, three, four indentations. About to put your palm against it and you, you feel the wall has, is in a concave mode there. Right. Not, all, not, not every, every place in the wall is just that localized area. Now, I think I know what, what's happening there, but uh, before I bust into the wall, I wanted to get the duty expressions. Tell me that I'm um, going in the right direction. My so, wife's getting tired of me pondering this problem and wants me to
0: move on. Right, right. She's, she's done with the pondering part. Grab a hammer. Okay. So, <laughs> so did you guys hear that issue? He's got a portion on this wall that seems to be uh, depressed and concave for Is, some reason.
2: Yeah. What, what kind of surface do we have?
6: let me give you one other one other clue i took a um, ice pick just as though you would go against wood to check the, uh, make sure that the termites aren't there i hit right. the, uh, with the uh, with the ice pick and it's solid until i get to that depressed area and now the toothpick i mean now the uh, the ice pick goes in uh four uh, two or three millimeters you you actually can touch holes in those areas but only in the only in those depressed areas Everything else is right. this gip board in a wall that's a good fifty years old. Now,
2: what kind of surface are we
6: talking about? It's just a, well, a painted finish jipboard board wall surface. It's it's what you find typically on the inside of the house. Yeah, it,
0: it, just sheetrock.
6: Sheetrock, yeah. sheet right? That's what yeah. I call gypsum.
0: Oh, okay. start talking about gypsum board. Yeah. Oh. Okay. This is on the inside.
6: Yes. Right. It's an interior wall, but it butts up against an exterior wall.
0: That sounds okay. like water. And
2: there's no there's no signs of water. No.
6: That's that's a peculiar thing. No molding. no... Okay. Water,
2: I think it. I think it's termites.
0: No. Oh. Do
6: ter- termites, so. termites? don't have a taste for. Uh,
0: for oh core. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, they, yes.
6: Do. Yes, oh, they, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> termites love it. They will they will leave the
2: paper on the pretty side, and they will eat everything behind it. Yeah, you can literally
0: You can put your finger through the wall. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Where you, termites you, are.
6: I, I, let me go back to that original statement about me sitting outside, right, <laughs> uh, with blessing and a curse. I thought the curse was water. I thought the water may be coming down through the roof, hitting that. Chipboard and since, since the core is water soluble, it's literally beginning to pull that that chipboard away and dissolve it. it. And I, that,
2: I disagree with that unless I see water stains on the sheetrock. Okay. I'll know better so, once once I cut a hole in
6: this wall. That's that's my next yeah,
2: step. There you Look, go. it's just it's just sheetrock, just cut a hole in it. Yeah, yeah. Just, hey, there's nothing to be scared of, Tip. Get a get a little handsaw. Tell the wife you fix and cut a hole in this thing and, and right. be Superman. They're, 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 that's, that's simple, man. You're, you're nothing talking, nothing to be scared of. You're talking to a duty expert when it comes
5: to repairing chipboard wall.
0: Okay, I, well there you I, go.
5: I have never more than one ceiling before.
0: Yeah, uh, well, in the meantime, I've learned some tricks. Make sure the hole is not too big to be covered by a picture. And there you know, go. get away with and it. For also, a lot
2: I want to caution you on one thing. Remember there are electrical wires inside that wall. Yeah. Okay?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So just just be careful. I'd take a razor knife first and I'd cut it out. Then I would yeah. take my, my little handsaw, saw and I would I would cut it out and then look in there and it's gonna tell you all kind of things. Exploratory surgery okay. is what we're going into now. <laughs>
0: All right, well, uh, have fun, John. That sounds like a, a, a good project to do, and I really hate to... You know what? Whatever you see on the other side of that, please take a picture and send it to us at fixit101 at org. That's going to be fun. I would love to see a big wad of termites. No, 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 I wouldn't. That's terrible. No. No. Anyway, all right. So, look, folks, uh, it's time for another break. And if you want to join, <laughs> if you want to join today's show, give us a call at eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or send an email to fix it one hundred one at mpbonline We're taking your DIY questions. When we come back, we're going to talk all kinds of preparedness and washing machines. Listening to Fix It101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivis, as certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. That's a great place to find it. Let's keep going real fast to the phones. Rufus is on the line in Greenville having a washing machine issue. What's going on, Rufus? Hey, you may have to turn the radio down on your side, Rufus. Hello? There you go, Rufus. So uh, tell us uh, what's going on with your washing machine. You might want to turn your radio down, too.
5: Okay, turn it off, okay.
0: There you go. So what's going on with your washing machine?
5: Well, whenever, whenever, okay, when I wash, when, when the spin cycle finally comes around, when the water's being dumped out, it just overflows. It's never done that before. And as I said, I'm on septic, and, of course, I have... A few more family members living with me now too and mm-hmm. i i don't, I'm, I'm wondering is the uh tank uh should the tank be clean now or is there a stop is there a stoppage somewhere in the line uh,
0: are you
1: getting any overflow anywhere else sir
0: are you getting overflow anywhere else she asked
1: yes yes in the kitchen the, the
5: kitchen sink uh uh water yeah. come to the sink when that whenever it starts to dump
2: yep it's I would I would say septic tank issue
5: uh, it hadn't been clean. We've been in the home for about three years it hadn't been clean since we've been there. as I said, I have a few more family members there and
1: yeah, it's time
2: that's that's probably what it is i I don't think it's a stoppage in the line because you're 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 also getting water. Water is first going to appear at your lowest level, which will be shower bathtubs. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But you're getting it out of the washing machine and the sink um, would make sense that the septic tank is probably full. It makes sense, yes, sir. It makes sense. Uh huh. Yes, it does.
0: All right. Okay. Hey. Hey, well, Jason. Well, I thank you, Jason, and the crew there, and happy
5: anniversary to uh, Mister B
6: Public Radio.
0: Thank you, Rufus. We appreciate that. Thank you for the shout out from Greenville. All right, let's uh, let's go to uh, no 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 no, hang on. I've got a uh, an email here, guys, that we've got to get to. All right, so this is it says. It starts with this is my personal pet fee pet peeve. I've seen a lot of households uh, dispose of used frying oil and fats in the home sewage pipeline does this have any bad consequences to the drain system i don't know for sure but i suspect fats and oils disposed of in the sink will cause clogs are my fears ill-founded I, I, you know i'm gonna let you guys have this but before i'm gonna say it's so funny growing up I, I, does anybody else remember the jars and cans that they would the the their grandparents would put the oil into you know when they were finished cooking whatever and then, and then that would uh, it would <laughs> well, harden, and then you you know do whatever you're going to do with it. Is that still a thing? Are you supposed to shove fat down the disposal at this point?
1: <laughs> you absolutely not. The old Folgers not. cans.
0: So absolutely <laughs> not. Do not put oil down the uh, or fat down the. Tell us why, Jeff or Pam.
1: Pam, you want it? Well. That stuff solidifies in those jars, so um, you throw it down your drain, it's going to be a solid somewhere, and it's going to start causing clogs. Right. So, yeah, bad idea. And something to mention, I see Jeff kind of biting at the bits to talk about it, too, but let's mention a disposal on a septic system. And the gentleman before was talking about um, having problems with this, we think, is with the septic. Mm -hmm. A lot of problems I see are from having a garbage disposal in your sink on a septic system because those particles will clog that thing up in a minute. Interesting. Just be careful about you know that uh, on older systems the newer ones that are a little bit better but on those older ones you really don't want a garbage disposal on septic so back to the junk in our drains jeff i'm gonna throw hey
2: the best thing the the only thing you should be putting down your disposal is water
0: right yeah
2: Yeah, period
0: and we asked we asked uh, a plumber We've asked so many people who have come yeah. in here to MPB, and the first thing they say is that if you want to improve your plumbing, improve your plumbing today, throw out the disposal. Exactly. Yeah.
2: We. Everyone has a garbage can in their kitchen. It's yeah. not the kitchen sink. Or a compost pile. Yeah. yeah put yeah. put it in the compost pile. Now, Jason, I've got a caller on the other line. Can 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 we take a caller right quick? Uh,
0: I I I don't know. We can ask. Uh,
2: it's my my wife she just wants to tell her
0: project okay let's hear her project
1: (laughs) hello Uh, yes my project this week was making some outdoor curtains i've had the fabric for a long time saving it up it's umbrella fabric i put double rods outside so one later on i can get some mosquito net and put behind it and i put them on the front porch i made eight panels and double lined them so the Pattern would be on both sides, so I could see it—the pretty pattern from the inside of the house and from the street.
6: Wow! So, it
1: looks fabulous. It has changed the whole look of our house. Plus, gave us like another little secret room where we didn't want anybody to see us on the front porch. We
0: just pull the curtains.
2: Wow! <laughs> I, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put heat and air in it. I,
0: yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna move him out there. Right. <laughs> hey, you know what? Pics or it didn't happen. You gotta take <laughs> pictures and send it. So.
1: Hey, hey, but I have to say, Jeff watched occasionally. He would walk
0: by and see me doing it. His, <laughs> it's called supervision. That's his job all day long with his company, with his wife, everything. He just that's his gig. All right, right. Uh, let's uh, let's thank, uh, thank you for
1: letting me share that. Yes,
0: ma'am. Let's go to Richard on the line in Maben. What's going on, Richard?
1: Hey, I
3: wanted to tell you a long sad story about washing machines.
0: <laughs> a long sad story. I'll, go ahead.
3: You can't buy a good one. No. Now, I spent $4,000 on a washer and dryer, what? top of the line, top of the line, top of the line of top company. Uh-huh. Right? It came with little cabinets, that went underneath it, uh-huh. built it up because it's front loader, and, uh, and a worktop on the top, $4,000.
0: Dual cup holders, it, okay.
3: It lasted... Two years before I started having trouble with it, it lasted three years before the motherboard went out. And the the repairman told us that he had customers that were on their second and third motherboard.
0: Oh, my goodness. That's a defective product.
3: uh, And and they were $1,000 a throw.
0: Wow. Oh, my goodness. You yeah. know, you know, we've heard some really interesting advice on this show. Richard, I am so sorry that happened to you. But, you know, we've heard that. We've heard that over and over again. But we've, we had well, our, our appliance expert on one time, and he said, you know what? Get the one with the fewest buttons and knobs that you can. Right. Um, and because he said, in the end, uh, inside that cabinet, it's just the same stuff controlled by a different computer. And um, uh, the one with the fewest computer components wins the game.
3: And another thing you need to keep in mind is they all come from China.
0: Yeah, and that's the only
3: good. Thing, only good thing you can get out of China, the only quality thing, is firecrackers.
0: Uh-oh, you know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, <laughs> Richard. Appreciate that. Um, well, and there are companies out there making the occasional uh american-made appliances these days but he's right so many of them do come from china but but the the lesson in this was that if it's got a lot of bells and whistles if there's a whole lot of bells and whistles on it that's just more stuff to go wrong on that product um i I have done the switch over from a really nice what i thought or said was a really nice washer and dryer for the longest time uh, which I fixed nine times until I got just a basic washer and dryer. They work great, and they never go wrong. So, anyway. You, uh, you know,
2: you know I, I appreciate Richard calling, and, and he's exactly right. We, and I'm being very serious here, we, we have got to stop and think, uh, do we really want to buy products that are not manufactured in the United States? And, and I don't want to get on some soapbox, but – if we can buy it manufactured here, we really need to think about that.
0: And there are options. There are options on Absolutely. those products.
2: We, we have appliance manufacturers that are manufactured right here in Mississippi. Right. So we may pay a little bit more for them, but look at the long run.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, another email here that I wanted to get to real quick. You guys still with us? Okay. All right. Another email was... Here we go. In the same line we've been talking today, double kitchen sink with a disposal on the right side has backed up for the fourth time. I've tried plunging and manually uh, manually snaking it to no avail. Are there any other options to try before I call the plumber again? And how do I prevent this from happening? Just remove the disposal? Help, please. Love the show. I, I swear it's written here. That's exactly what it says. Uh, what do you guys think? What's going on with this clock? Does it need somebody to come and look at it? it,
2: You know, it's, I mean, what are you putting down it? Uh, You know, look, at one point I had a lot of rental houses and my tenants would would put spaghetti or rice or something like that down the the, uh, sink. And we know what happens when you put that product down there. It, as soon as it gets wet, it, it expands. Right, uh, and then it turns into concrete. Um, before you know, here's a DIY project, man. If you want to take the dispose all off, it's not difficult. No, um, nope. take it off. Um, I don't like them.
0: But you'll you know, but you'll have to live it, a little different in the kitchen. You'll need to dispose of your food waste differently than you've done it in the past.
2: Well, do a
1: compost pile or put it in the garbage can, one of the two.
0: Right, right. It'll save your plumbing, either way. All right. Well, Uh,
1: there are some DIY, we've got some videos on our YouTube channel as well on how to clean your disposal. Uh, But Jeff is right. We're not using it right according to manufacturer specifications, and when that happens, they get clogged up. And another thing that could be happening, too, depending on how old the plumbing is, you may have some issues – as a result of using the disposal incorrectly that have affected the plumbing on the other side of that mm. disposal. Sure could.
0: That's and right. Pam, I can tell by the way you talk, you're the kind of person that reads manuals.
1: <laughs> I'm a nerd. I yeah. do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just think you should have seen me reading the manual on that bidet. I have learned how every <laughs> bell and this
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, I'm gonna keep, I've, got, I've got another uh, email here that I'm going to keep on with. If you want to give us a call, it's 877-MPB-RING. Okay, staying on appliances here, staying in the kitchen, really. I have an old, possibly 15-year-old, oh, wow, this plays right at, 15-year-old Kenmore refrigerator that, ref, that freezes up in the freezer, and the bottom doesn't get cold. So I assume this is one of the freezers at the top model um I have had two repairmen come and fix it does it need to be replaced or can I fix it myself so this uh, freezer keeps freezing up and then the bottom won't get cold uh, I've had this done in my freezer which is the same way only backwards it's the freezer on the bottom well there's the 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 way that cold gets into the free the refrigerator is it basically sucks it from the freezer Uh, so, and there's a little area there that it does that. And if that area gets frozen up, if it gets over frozen, that little fan doesn't work anymore. It's stuck in ice. So it can't blow cold air up into your fridge. Um, that's one way that it works. Guys, have you heard of anything else?
1: Well, a DIY project on a, on a unit that has refrigerant in it is not recommended. (laughs) Right. Okay. And
2: two, you know, they said the refrigerator was 15 15. years old.
0: Yeah, 15.
2: Um, Do we really want to sink money in something 15 years old? No. Other than our kids, I think think we're getting rid of it.
0: Yeah, and uh, appliances were not made to to work 30 years anymore. They, You know, they work for...
2: No, unfortunately, you're right. So I I think I'm going to upgrade to something... A little newer is my knee-jerk answer to that. Okay, I agree. Yeah, All it's
3: time right.
0: for a new. All right, uh, Tom's on the line, and Brandon. What's going on, Tom?
3: Uh, yes, I uh, wanted to uh, ask a question about that uh, slab that had that. Uh, the uh, water ...beakage. Yeah, I, I had a my previous home was new construction on a slab, and I had a sunken great room, and. After about fifteen years, all of a sudden, I had a wet carpet in the middle of the great room. Hmm.
5: I couldn't trace wow. it
3: back anywhere. So I thought maybe it was a hairline crack or something where the water was on those monsoon rains would back up. And, and that a possibility because I what I did was I found a crack on the outside and I sealed it with a silicone. Right, and the problem went away.
0: Okay, so a crack on the outside uh was kind of streaming in probably a long process but got in there uh, anyway
2: you know it's very possible we've we've done um we've replaced floors on homes very close to the water's edge at the reservoir and the groundwater seems to be closer to the surface so I think it's possible,
0: absolutely, that that
2: it could be groundwater.
0: Man, big show today. All right, that about uh, wraps it up. That was a quick hour. So Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting, Think Radio, and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Kevin Farrell. For Pam Pibus, Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White, and join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.